Painted Arrow podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. All right, so it is uh, it's late September, to be exact. It is September 21st, and uh, we're here at Bear Camp 2020, and we got some new folks here for the first time. Everybody but myself is new to the podcast. I don't think anybody's been on the show before. And uh, let's let's just start, introduce yourself here. I'm Dad, Jeff. Jeff Hicks. Jeff Hicks. The one and only. <laughs> Uh, I'm Ryan Knoll. And I'm David Hubbard. And uh, it turns out we're all from the Grand Rapids area. And uh, we all, well, Ryan and myself, we, we drew a tag this year. And uh, I want to get the, the guides who are our outfitters on here eventually and talk about it. But I figured this would be a great opportunity. We could kind of give the uh, inside scoop of what we saw without them here, you know what I mean? In our experience and kind of what we saw, how we got our tag, and just kind of walk through, uh, walk through everything. But uh, we we currently we have blood on our shorts. We got blood under our fingernails. Everybody here just helped me dice up a bear, and uh, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. So we'll get to that story. But um, Ryan, I guess you and I were the only ones who drew a tag. You want to talk about how we, how I guess we we drew our tags? Yeah, the uh, process of that and what that looked like. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been putting in preference points for the last five years. I had no plans of doing a bear hunt, but knew I wanted to, or no plans of doing it when I put in for points, but I knew I wanted to do it in the future. So started buying preference points five years ago, and then after deer season last year, I was like, well, next year's going to be the year. I know I want to go bear hunting, so now is the time. Um, and this is Michigan, obviously. Yep, in Michigan, yep. Um, so I uh, applied for a tag this year in the Amasaw unit. Got hooked up with a guide and started talking with them, and yeah, months and months later, here we are at Bear Camp. Did you, so for me, I literally just Googled, I mean, I just Googled Bear Outfitters in northern Michigan. Is that what you did? Yep, same thing. Uh, I knew I wanted to do a hound hunt, so I just searched hound hunting in bears in Michigan, and they were one of the first places that came up. Looked around with a couple others, but ended up settling these guys, and they're awesome people, man. I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. Dad, when we, uh, on our ride up, we were listening to various podcasts and like, I just, I don't know why, but I just had my mind wrapped around that we were going to be hunting over bait. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, I knew we were going to be doing, you know, the dog hunting cause we paid for it, but I, I just assumed that we would shoot a bear over bait if we did shoot a bear. And that turns out that that's like completely the opposite of what happened. And it was way more fun to hunt with dogs. Way more fun. <laughs> we actually only hunted one day over the bait, and that felt like forever. Yeah, it was a long set. Yeah. How do we uh, how do we dissect this here, this dog hunting situation here, how we did it? Anybody want to take a stab at it? Basically, they can smell anything that's happened there in the past three I was days extremely, the- I was extremely impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got, they got a heck of a schnoz on them, that's for sure. So yeah. these are... These are just hounds, right? Some of them are blue ticks. Some of them are they're blue ticks, plots, and I forget the other one, but yeah, walkers. Yeah, there's there's one walker. Yeah, the one yeah. the one started dog, which he's been out every day. He's been to every bear we've seen. So, so we got our tag, and uh, you drew said five years. Yeah. So yep. for me, it was this was my fourth year, and found these guys S and B Outfitters, and basically came up here not really i mean my expectations were that i'd be happy if i saw a bear i don't know about you i really didn't know what to expect going into it you know i knew i wanted to get a bear and i knew i wanted to do it with hounds because that's kind of an old school way of doing it and yeah it was a riot i'll never hunt over bait again this is awesome think, yeah why would you <laughs> no. why would you at all yeah. i mean got here sweet you know upper peninsula cabin I mean, real rustic feel to it, and the bare minimum, no running water, and get up here first morning, get up at four o'clock, jump in the trucks. The dogs are in the back; they're they're barking like crazy, and basically, I mean, you guys fill in as you see fit. But basically, we're we're driving around to each of the baits, 
that they had baited the nights before, the day before, whatever, were checking the cameras to see what bears had hit it and when. And then there's like a loop. So these guys were in one vehicle, you're in a, like a side-by-side. We were in a truck, and we kind of met in the middle. So they checked half, we checked half. And when we got to the middle, we basically, you know, the guys did a little bit of a, you know, here's what meeting. we saw here. Yeah, a little meeting. Here's what we saw, and here's what we're going to go after. And, you know, they they were giving us little bits of information, but I didn't, like, we, we were asking tons of questions. I don't know about you guys in your rig, but we were just asking questions <laughs> as much as they'd give us information on. And basically, we were just kind of watching that first day and getting the best feel for what we are doing. And we we eventually picked a bait. When I say we, I mean the guides. They picked a bait, and they just these hounds knew what was going on. I mean, this was not their first rodeo, obviously, but they just knew exactly what was going on. They had, they had, one hundred percent idea of what was going on. They just take off on this trail, and they're cold trailing bear for miles, miles and miles and miles. And sit back and watch the GPS, see who's doing what. Hopefully you can get to a road crossing, but we didn't get any of those, so oh well. I was so impressed with these with these dogs. It was just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they all got their job to do, and they got the fast ones, the cold trailers, and the ones that want to get right in on a bear, so yeah. those guys know what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Dad? I was thinking the very first day, I think it was our second stop, we jumped a bear, and we heard it running off into the woods. As we were checking it in the morning. And I kind of thought we would stop right then. Get the, let's get the dogs out. Let's go. But they they said no. We're gonna wait. They get actually waited, and we all got together. And then I think we did go back to that spot, though, didn't we? I think we did. Yeah. You were you were like you were thinking that they would have let the dogs loose right there. Yeah. While well, the trail was hot, you know, and fresh, but they didn't. They weren't concerned about that. These and then today we're out there, and they're they're looking at twelve year old or twelve hour old uh, scent that. No problem. M- many miles. <laughs> many miles. 12 hours old and tracking these. I mean, the idea is that they bed, right? Is that what you guys, I mean, gather? They eat at night. They go and they bed down. And these these dogs are cold trailing the scent from hours before getting to the bear's bedding. It jumps the bear. The bear runs. And then it can go one of two ways where it gets a little dicey and they bay up on the ground and or they just tree. And either way, as a hunter, you're going in there to see what's going on. And uh, Ryan, did you did you think that, like coming into this, did you think that we were going to be shooting bears on the ground, or did you picture it like we're going to be shooting these things from a tree? How did you? I pictured it in the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you obviously leading up to this, I watched a couple of videos and whatnot, and pretty much all of them that I watched were bears that were treed. So that's kind of what I had pictured in my mind. And then we got here and they told us all these stories of, it could go one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can either have a rodeo when they're bait up, turn around fighting the dogs, or they're going to go up the tree and they're going to be sitting on a nice branch waiting for you. Or if they're just hugging the tree, you have a matter of time before they're coming down, so you got to make something happen. Tell tell us tell us the bear that you shot. Tell us about that. <laughs> tell us about How your long experience. of a run was that one? I don't even remember. I was so jacked up from yours today. I think it was like three miles. Okay. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was probably probably about that. It was less than what yours was, but it was it still felt like a rodeo. I mean, the whole thing feels like a rodeo when you're watching the GPS and then going in the woods after dogs. You just hear them yeah. from a distance, and it's exciting. There's never a dull moment. I mean, no, it it would be nice if we could all have like a GPS and sit there and watch the dogs because you'd probably be into it more. But I mean, that's the the only thing about it that I would say is like. I just want to know which dogs doing what and where they are and we were we had a second GPS that was mounted on like the the dash of a side by side so we were able to watch them the whole time. Oh, you were? Really? So yeah. We, were, we yeah. were three dudes deep on a bench seat. We could all see what was going on. Okay, there, we didn't. So. Yeah. We didn't get that. We had to look over the shoulder of this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, we had that one sitting in the middle of the truck. We could. He wasn't really offering it to us. Yeah. We, had we a looked look. at it. We, we definitely look. picked it up and looked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, re- recap this for us. Tell us. I, w- I want to hear your experience from your side of it. Well, when we uh, knew we were going to be on the trails, the dogs had mine treed, and uh, we decided to go in. and We start huffing it through the woods. We probably about three hundred yards from the. Well, road. you got to back up a little bit though. Okay. Before the before they treed up. So yours was about an eight hour old trail when they started at the bait. I Let's believe. just sit back and talk about that though. Like eight hours. hours. <laughs> I can't. I cannot stop. I can't let that go. I just. 
Eight, eight hours. Eight hours old, and they didn't really do any looping or losing it. It was just kind of going. I mean, these dogs are just incredible. And that could be eight hours of, you know, maybe for an hour they were sitting in one spot, so the scent's real strong, or it's dewy and the scent's sticking around. Or it could have been, you know, part of that eight hours was just them running or walking, and it's insane they're able to keep that scent the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, where do you want me to start, I guess? Anywhere you want now. Um, I guess what kind of sticks out in my mind the most is when we got out of the rig and he says, grab your gun, because then your heart <laughs> starts pumping and yeah. your adrenaline starts going and you're like, all right, it's time to go. So we go into the woods, got my gun and we're all trailing behind each other, walking back there and, or well, the three of us that were in side by side were, and we walk back there and we're looking and looking and we can hear the dogs and all of a sudden we come across this river. It's like, oh crap, what are we going to do now? So we walk up and down the bank a little ways and it's not a nice clear bank. It's it's thick. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the upper peninsula. Yeah, you're walking between trees that are, you know, some are Dense. maybe a few feet apart, but otherwise it might, you know, you got to turn your shoulders to get through a lot of them and all branches hanging in between. So it's tight going back there and we get to this river and we decide, hey, we just got to try and cross it. So Steve, our guide grabs a stick and just starts prodding his way walking across the river and it turns out it was only about knee deep so it wasn't too bad but you know that's knee deep cold running water that uh, you're walking through getting soaked and we made it across and it was probably about 100 yards from the river we see bear in the tree and you hear the radio go off bear in a tree bear in a tree and if your heart wasn't going then it is now yeah. <laughs> and we get up there and we see it dogs are going crazy so you you uh, leash the dogs off to a trees that are nearby so that they're not running around or anything. I think at that point they radioed you guys and you guys came in, crossing the the raging river. Yeah. And uh, come well, back. Well, here's there. a funny. No, I'll just go ahead. I'll tell my my side of it too. <laughs> yeah. And so we're we're hanging out there and I'm looking up at this bear going, holy smokes! And he's just standing up there on two branches, staring down at us, looking at the dogs, looking at us. Kind of looking around like, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? And So he, he was comfy, so we had time to kind of sit there and observe. Yep, yep. He was on two branches, had his two hind legs on a branch and two front legs on a branch. Um, yeah, just hanging out. You guys got back there. They kind of went over how the whole process works with us and everything, what they're going to do as far as pulling the dogs over to a side and, you know, getting a clear shot, shot placement, what's going to happen, you know, after the first shot, all the way up until the time that the – the bear was down and yeah, it was a rodeo they did a really good job of like you know i mean it wasn't obviously their first experience of this either i mean they pulled everybody to one side of the tree right and the dogs are very i mean it, they did it so quickly that you know, we probably don't even think about it but you know both steve and brian are putting those dogs on certain trees right where they want them on purpose so that once this this bear hits the ground, if it's you know dead or alive, it's gonna go a certain way it's away like from everybody else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was on a on a not a huge hill, but they're assuming it's gonna go downhill. So we all clear off to the kind of side hill. Mm. Yeah. But this was this was day one for both of us. Yeah. So were yep. you were were you hesitant about pulling the trigger on that? A little bit. Um, you know, first thing David actually said it, and that was one of the first things that came to my mind too. Is you know, I pull the trigger on this thing. Is is our week over? You know, are we sitting back at the cabin or just going fishing in the afternoon or what? And um, when you hunt with dogs, the top half of your tag is a no is like comparable to what would be a no kill tag. So you can still attach the bottom half of the tag to the bear after you harvest it, and still run the rest of the week as long as there's people with a valid tag. So you still get to stay in the action. So that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. You know, I decided to take the bear. One shot, came down, and that's history. Yeah, absolutely. That, that I honestly thought that that bear, I mean, they told us that average bear was how many pounds was it? I can't remember. 100 and 130, something? 130 yeah. to 150. Yeah. And yours was plenty above average. It, uh, when we had it dressed out, hanging at the processor, it was 163.8 hanging weight. Yeah. So probably 210 or 200 pound bear. Yeah, they guess close to 200 would be live weight on it. Which is a good bear. It looks so natural in the tree. Yeah, he was. That's not the first time that he's done that. So that's 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 one thing that I was just like. I mean, he doesn't look out of place at all. It's just big critter up in the tree, and it looks funny, but it's like it just looked like that's where he was supposed to be. And it was in a big pine tree too, or I don't know exact species of the tree, but you know what I would consider a pine tree, and 
being in northern Michigan, that's exactly what you would picture, a black bear and a big old pine tree. Big old pine tree. I mean, huge. Oh, yep. yeah. He was probably 25, 30 foot up in yeah. the tree. Yeah. Somewhere about there. Yep. Yeah. Standing on a dead old branch, and we're sitting there wondering if it's going to crack, but he's just looking light as a feather up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So do you, did you feel pressured our first day on the hunt? Deer's your short, sure shot if you want it, and you could you could have let it go. Oh you yeah, feel pressure to t- take it. I mean, it was first our first day out, and you're making that decision. Yeah, first <laughs> bear we treat, yeah. and you know they they both said, "Hey, that's an above average bear," and this is my first black bear, so I was, yeah, I hemmed and hawed about it a little bit because, like I said, I didn't want the action of the week to end, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day. I pulled the trigger and it was worth it. I yeah. was stoked. Yeah. They didn't push. They just explained that some days go awesome, some days you don't see anything. So mm-hmm. yeah, out that that river crossing, I didn't like. It wasn't that I thought that we were gonna get injured or anything. I just didn't want to get my feet wet, <laughs> <laughs> get soaked all the way up to the knee. Yeah, because yeah, it was like we were st- we were still gonna have a long day after that. You know what I mean? And uh, but end up, oh, tell tell about how you lost your tag. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we actually never ended up finding it. Um, so when we were pulling it out, so you take the uh, tag and we just stuck it to it after we notch it. You stick it to a zip tie that's going through the tongue of the bear, and somewhere along the drag, the tag fell out. And we went back after we got the bear to the truck. We went back and we probably spent forty-five minutes to an hour, maybe. Yeah. Looking for this tag, covering. So we crossed river twice. Twice, everybody. Yeah, I was, I was, I was in the river four times. It was like, uh, it was like one of those haul out. It wasn't that far. Maybe it's like what, two hundred yards, three hundred yards. Uh, the river was about a hundred yards from the road, and then I think the bear, or no, the bear was about a hundred yards from the river when we treat him, and then the river was probably, I don't know, two hundred from the road. Yeah, yeah, I'd say two hundred. So it wasn't terrible. The haul out wasn't like easy. No, no, no. Dra- drag, dragging the animal is never easy. You, no. know, you know how out of shape you are when you have to drag an animal out of the woods. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, the uh, that tag came out, and we all kind of backtracked, went over the river again. and Looking for a bright yellow tag and bright yellow birch leaves. <laughs> exactly. Aspen and birch. See, I, our experience, though, we heard over the radio that the water was nipple high, <laughs> <laughs> which was a fat lie. But when we got there, I was kind of freaked out. I didn't yeah. want to go into nipple high water. So <laughs> was... 20 feet across, 25 feet across, and nice and brown in the middle. Like, you don't know if this is over your head yeah. or up to your ankles. Yeah, it had a good dark color to it, so you couldn't see the bottom. But, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, I was like, I, if you know, if Ryan's going to shoot it, he's going to shoot it. If he's not going to shoot it, I'm not going to take it. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna trust your instinct. If it's a good bear, he's going to shoot it. Why do we need to go in there if it's nipple-high water? <laughs> and uh, it's not that I don't want to see the bear, but, like, I don't want to swim right now. It's just kind of, I know that's that's weak probably, but it just didn't, at the time it just didn't seem worth it for the first morning. We were there a handful of hours, but I'm super glad you took it. Yeah, because I think from the time we left the cabin till the time I pulled the trigger was just shy of eight hours that we were out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it's early in the day, but, you know, we had a full day of, of oh, adventure yeah. in. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he took the shot at noon just after. Yep. When you get up at four or two, it's like the days are long. I mean, you get up four o'clock and you go to bed at nine, and the days are—it's an extended day. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So you end up having to call the DNR and make sure you weren't going to get, you know, a federal offense or something. Because <laughs> the camp's actually in Wisconsin. So we're right now we're at we're at the uh, the outfitter camp, and um, it's beautiful out here. We're outside right now. I don't know if you guys can hear background music or not. Music, I mean, you know, leaves and birds and whatnot. But um, the dogs are laying right there. Yeah, these dogs are crazy. They're sleeping in barrels. Yeah, they're tuckered out. They've had a long couple of days. When they're here at camp, they they're sleeping, and right about you know three thirty, four a.m. They're so ready to go. <laughs> they're like riled up, ready to roll. Yeah, I woke up just before 4 a.m. on the first day that we went out on Saturday, and at 4 on the dot, I heard the first dog start to whimper, and by 4.05, I heard the first, they know. All right, here we go. Yeah, this is is not their first rodeo. So, day two, what happened day two? Who wants to take a stab at that? Yeah, we, 4 a.m., 
<laughs> yeah. Not early That's again. where it started again. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we all just kind of did our thing, drove around the loop, baited our separate spots. They had their little discussion, and th- I think that was the first one, or was it the second one that we treed? The first one kind of went cold. A, I'm pretty sure it was the third one. Yeah, it could be. Well, we had, we had the second day, we didn't shoot one. We but we ba- we treated that one small one. Yep. And yeah, I think that was the. But third he's one. asking what was it? I think that was the third trail we set off on. Oh yeah. Because the first one was either too cold or whatever, and dogs kind of got lost, looped around. It's a funny noise. Just hold up for a minute. Just continue. I've never heard that before. If it's gonna do it, it's gonna do it. There we go. Yeah. First trail kind of went cold, dogs looped around, so they picked them up and put them down on another one. That kind of did the same thing after a little longer chase. And then third one, I don't remember how long that one was, but let us do a bear entry. Yeah, and it wasn't very big. Yeah. It was probably between 50 and 80 pounds, but it wasn't a yearling. No. And uh, I didn't know this until then that the you, you can shoot a sow or a cub. You can't shoot a sow... Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Scratch that. You can shoot a sow or a boar. You can't shoot a sow with cubs. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Um, but to me, this thing looked like a cub, but you can shoot any black bear that has its front canines. And whether they have the canines or not, I would leave that up to somebody else before I shot it. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I'd call it when they're done being a cub, they get their canines. Right. And it's a yearling at that point, and you're good to go if you want a bear that small. Yeah. So we we hauled it into this third round and saw the bear in the tree, and it was cool because they pulled the dogs back, and this bear had actually climbed down right in front of us and took off. And I don't know if this bear had been treated before or many times, but they they seemed to be confident that if we backed off, the thing would climb down the tree, and sure enough, as soon as we backed off, we you know the dogs are still hollering and everything like that, but they he came right down, took off, and, and that was that. And the dogs wanted to keep going, but... So uh, we, we were all within 20 yards of that tree. All yeah. the people, all the dogs, everything. So, I mean, you say back off, but you're still very close when that bear oh, yeah. comes down. We were yeah. all on We weren't at side. the base of the tree. We were just like exactly 20 yards maybe. Gave still. him an escape route, and he came down just as fast as can be. Like he had all the confidence in the world, and he was in the woods, gone. I didn't f- – sorry, go ahead. I'd say still the excitement was you chase, you're chasing this bear. You have no idea how big it is. You tree it, and you can tell – the dogs had stopped and they're barking, and you're running to the woods. You have no idea what's there until you get there, and then it's oh, oh, it's a smaller one. But the excitement for that one just to get there was, was still high adrenaline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're parked at the road, and on the GPS you can see that these dogs are barking, they're hollering, they're something's treed. You can tell by the sound, and you're just hauling in the woods as fast as you can to some noise off in the distance, and it's just, it's a big adrenaline rush just running out there. I mean, everybody's gun in hand running out there, and you don't know what it is. You have no idea. <laughs> could be on the ground. It could be up in a tree. It could be 400 pounds. could be 80, you know, and that was – that's a win. We saw two bears two days in a row, and uh, we did another couple loops after that, and we didn't end up seeing anything else that day, but that was day two. And I don't know. Is there anything you want to add about day two? That bear was the furthest back out of all of them, too, yeah. out of all three of them that we treed so far. Probably 600 yards. Yeah. Yep. yeah if, that, if that was a big one and we decided to take it, that was going to be a heck of a drag out. So there was yeah. like a many years old two-track that had overgrown that we kind of had a path to walk through. But after that, it was yeah. back in the woods. And this is uh, it's probably good to mention because – just to help visualize it, we're talking two by two mile patches of timber or three by three mile patches of timber that we're driving through. And these are all like half of these roads I don't think are on the map systems. You know, you have to be around and understand the area to really, I think that's the whole point of having a guide, right? Um, but yeah, we were looking at different maps and cer- certain maps like paper maps have them. But when you're looking at the GPS, lots of those roads and four wheeler trails are just not on there. And they're not trimmed and they're not groomed. So you, ne- you never know what you're going to get. Onyx is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have Onyx, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools. 
Onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies, see public and private boundary lines, and see where you stand in live time. And also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game. Literally, it's a no-brainer. If you go on your computer, not your mobile device, to onxmaps.com and use the promo code PaintedArrow, you will receive 20% off your Elite or Premium subscription. Know where you stand with Onyx. There's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Go Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. Go Hunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using Go Hunt, I would spend hours filing through Kill Harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in. And using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt, hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider subscription service. Shoepex Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over 1,000 new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family-owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARROW5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to Shoepex today. So day three... Um, that's today. I got, I got a bear today. And, um, I was just going to add one thing. Go ahead. The day two night, we're at, we're sitting around at night at the campfire and Steve sat right there and showed, pulled his leg up and showed us some bear claws that he'd been scarred from a bear that he was that close to during a bay up, right? Yep. And you know, failed to mention that the first couple nights. I want, I want to get him on here to tell that story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but all of a sudden, there's this realistic, you can get injured on this hunt. This is not. It wasn't bear claws. It was bear canines. Canines, In yeah. his calf. Yep. He had been bitten and shaken. Yep. He didn't tell us anything about that yet, so we're going to have to bug <laughs> him about that when he gets yeah, he back said, here. He said something about getting thrown to the ground because he was, Big Bear decided to turn he'd had enough so he turned and fought and yeah. he was trying to get his dogs off i think and yeah, got right. pitched on the ground i so. mean even a, that little 50 pound bear it had tore any of us up <laughs> yeah so you no at, problem you look at the hooks on him and yeah i don't want to get touched with those no problem no problem at all um but day three so we're going around checking this is i remember this very clearly because we obviously were there so we're checking the baits and that one of the, I don't know, it was the second, third bait that we were checking, and they pulled up the trail cam pics of something that was there. It hit the bait, and it looked real good. I mean, they got a lot of pictures of it there. It was there for probably two or three hours, and it ate almost all the bait. And the bait was, what, let's describe the bait real quick. Anybody? It's leftover, like kind of sugary cereal and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, they're looking for sugar right now. They want to get hefty and fat for winter, so. Yeah, it's like cereal and. Marshmallows. Anything from Kellogg's. Marshmallows. That's yep. Maybe we should add, too, that all the cameras are cell cam, so you're mm. constantly getting updated pictures, so they right. know right now, you know, if somebody's bait hunting, they know right now, hey, there's a bear in front of them. Right. Or, oh, hey, the bait that we're going to run dogs off of had a bear on it, you know, eight hours ago, 12 hours ago. That's how you kind of gauge how long of a or how long the cold trail is by the last picture they have of a bear that was at that bait. Right on. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, yeah, so we get in there. He grabs the SD card. We rebate it, and we're sitting in the truck, and it's dark out. It's really early in the morning, and this bear comes up. We got, I don't know, probably 10 good pictures of him, and um, there was one that, remember, um, it was just right on, and you could see his you could see his skull really good. You could see his snout. Long snout. And... Um, and we were looking at that for a long time. We didn't even, we didn't even, usually we're driving to the next bait when we're looking at those photos, but he, he like stopped when he saw, it. he's like, oh, that's a pretty good bear, you know, like, you know, that might, that might be something that we go after. So sure enough, 
we meet up and it's it's cool the coolest thing okay this is my favorite part of of <laughs> every day you know you guys start on one end of the loop we start on the other end we got dogs in each you know in each vehicle we meet and these dogs as soon as they hear each other they they like know like, okay it's about to go down like they hear <laughs> each other time. in each truck they're like every day the next stop is go time and these dogs it's like uh it's like uh it's like a football team and you got, you know, every dog has its special purpose. And so like these guys, this is, it's all calculated and I really want to get them on here to talk about it more, but like they specifically pick certain dogs for certain jobs. So like cold trailing, it seems like almost every day we tried to use, we tried to use dirty and we tried to use, um, kisser. That's one. Kisser was, yeah, he didn't go today cause he'd been used a lot the first two days, but they used, um, player player. Yeah. These dogs were like, so good at just cold trailing it was unbelievable and one was a blue tick i don't know what dirty is do you guys know what what he is he's a walker he's a walker okay and um so they they were meeting right and the guys do their little guide talk the dogs are just blowing up and you know you know all all four of us we usually do our quick little talk there and oh yeah we're like what'd you see yep we saw this okay yep yep good and uh turns out we go right back to the same bait we let loose on it and who wants to take over there? Hey, man, this is your bear. You might as well tell it from your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we keep going, and uh, they, they let the dogs loose. They let three dogs loose. Um, how many dogs do you think we have total, like 12? Yeah. I think Steve's got six. Brian might have seven, maybe. Okay, so we have there. anywhere from 12 to 13 dogs total um, within two vehicles. So they let the dogs go, and this, this started – Seven o'clock, six o'clock, we're somewhere in there. First light. I don't know when that 730. is. Seven thirty. Exactly. Let's say seven thirty. Just well, light, it, yeah. Yeah, it was before that. It's usually around I think first light or shooting lights like six o'clock and Steve said they usually wait a little bit because the woods stay a lot darker than obviously the open area. So right. it was like six fifteen, six twenty, it's somewhere early. in there. Oh, yeah. It's early. Yeah. So it's it's just about that time. Let the dogs go and the race begins. And it's so fascinating to me. Again, I'm just gonna keep saying it. Like these dogs, if you watch them, if you if you watch them on the GPS and then you watch them, like because they cross roads every once in a while, and that's what we're doing in the trucks. Is that we're watching them GPS? Okay, they're they're going this way. They're looking at the bark meter on on the GPS. How how hard are they barking? How frequently are they barking? And we'll position ourselves in the vehicles to kind of like, you know catch them going through a road crossing and maybe they'll push the bear and we'll get to see the bear cross the road and the dogs behind it or you know obviously we want to be as close to the dogs at all times so if they do treat it if they do have a bay up we can get in there quick and take care of business and help help out but these dogs i don't know how long they trailed but they did a cold trail for probably at least three and a half four miles just cold trailing and basically that means the a bear is bedded somewhere they have not yet gotten to the bear that was bedded so it, it hit the bait it ate all night and went and laid down so it walked four miles before it laid down and these dogs are going from an eight to 12 hour old scent trail just following I, I i just can't even picture it it just makes me so happy just to think about it what's cool if you watch the gps is they they separate and they they do their thing and then somebody one of them will bark and they're on a trail all of a sudden they get back together and then they'll come to a place where they're they lose it and they'll separate again and they they really yeah coordinate they together. definitely coordinate and it, they go silent every once in a while and that that's basically that they're having a hard time picking up the trail and then all of a sudden you'll hear them you, you you know you park on the side of the road and we're all standing outside listening on the road they'll start carrying off again and all of a sudden you look at the GPS and they all gather back up and they're making heavy ground and they're on the trail and we're learning this obviously through the guides. We're asking them tons of questions. This is not like we just picked this up. I don't know about you all, but I didn't realize, I guess, what was going on. It was easier for us because we were able to watch that second GPS that was yeah. in our rig. So, yeah. you know, you can see how fast they're moving and how far away they are at any given time. And you can tell when they're on something, even if they're too far away for you to hear them barking, because you can tell all of a sudden the distance. They're running, yeah. Every two and a half seconds, it updates the distance. And all of a sudden, it's like a lot bigger number, a lot bigger gap. And they're hauling the mail at that point they're on something right so we're crossed we crossed 
couple different roads and we're flying all around trying to position we came to a point where we're on one side of the creek you guys are on the other the bridge was closed we had eventually drive back around and right as we're getting back around um the bear the bear had done a it had crossed the river a bunch of times in the swamp in this marsh and there were three dogs and and it did this sharp v and one of the dogs got off trail because it heard heard all the dogs that were in the truck and thought that the business was going on where the truck was because they're all carrying on and barking loud so reggie is the dog he ended up coming out so there's only two dogs now and they're on it they're on the scent and we zip around in the truck and all of a sudden you look at the guys and like they're like get your gun and we're like oh it's about to go down you know (laughs) and uh again none of us has seen the bear yet we think it's the bear but we've been cold trailing all morning for four and a half hours probably and you, you have no idea what it is, absolutely no idea. And at the time we were looking at that photo we were talking about at the beginning of the day, we, he didn't know if it was a sour or if it was a boar. He just knew it was like a close-up photo, looked like a good skull, and uh, we're, we're going in. So we're going in, going in hot, and uh, we get in there, and they thought it was a bay-up, and bay-up just purely means the bear's on the ground, they got the bear cornered, and he, he's getting into a place where he can defend himself on the ground. And so that's, I mean, the, the guides at that point are just hauling ass because they're worried about their dogs. Yeah. So we're all going in there. We got our guns and, uh, we get in there and this bear is treed and it's a big, big boar. Um, the, the first thing that stuck out to me was, it was just like, that one didn't look as natural in that tree cause it was so big compared to the base of the tree. Whereas that pine tree was really big and then that that sow it looked perfectly natural but this bear just looked like it shouldn't have been up there for some reason to me it was just like sitting on a little limb he didn't he didn't fit in the little branch he yeah that was maybe a two inch diameter branch nice and dead with his weight on it. it's like he's coming down yeah 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 and he was he was slobbering he was tired and hard he'd been running for a while yeah so we get in there and um it wasn't hard decision whether to shoot that or not, so we uh, shot it and put it right in the neck, and it comes down out of the tree, and we put another one in it. We put another two in it, and, uh, yeah, super, super nice bear, and I don't neither, know. Neither of the bears got up and ran or took off. Or no. They were both quick, humane, done, over yeah. with. Yeah, they fine. were... They, you know, they're still moving around a little bit, but they were both dead when they hit the ground, oh, yeah. for sure. I think that's key to mention, too. The I really want to talk about this with, with Steve or Brian or both of them, but the the being ethical or not, you know, a lot of people would see this as, like, very unhumane. And the, the fact of the matter is is that we have a natural resource that's plentiful, and we have the opportunity to come out and harvest these bears, and we're going to utilize their meat, and we're going to eat it and enjoy it. And... Uh, so there's a spine hanging over there with not a scrap left on there it. There is so. not a scrap. <laughs> but if, if you're going to shoot a bear, if you're going to shoot any animal, it doesn't matter what animal it is, you want it to die immediately and painless as possible. And for this bear to be sitting up in the tree and for us to shoot it at a 20-yard mark max with a lethal weapon like a 12-gauge shotgun, right when we can pick the shot placement, like, I mean, you just wait for it to move its head in a certain manner and we shot it right in the neck, and these bears, they die within, a, I mean, 30 seconds. They have one-ounce slug, doesn't ask questions. It's, it's it, over with. 30 seconds. I mean, and then as soon as it comes down on the ground, I'm sure that there's different scenarios that happen. But um, for us, like you said, Ryan, like they come down, and it, they both died, I mean, very quickly. They didn't run. They weren't in pain. And uh, they're going to they're gonna be used. We're going to utilize all that food and meat. It was a best case scenario for both bears, for oh. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we hear all the stories about after the shot, it turns into a bit of a rodeo, but these are both clean over with. So. Absolutely. So I wanted to tell you my uh, my proud papa moment. Please. You know, I knew that today was your day, so I'm get you know I'm I'm ready with my camera, and you already told me, hey, you want this whole thing filmed, and so when we when we finally get this bear treed and he, he turns to Nathan and he says get your gun he tells me he turned to me and says can you park the the truck and stay here 
And I'm like, crap, I'm going to miss this. He asked you to stay. Yeah, he said, park the car. And, and then he, he, he kind of hemmed and hawed, but he knew that he had to go right then. And I had to park the car and get it out of the road. And he said, stay here. And so you guys all took off to the to the bear, and I'm in the truck. And all of a sudden, I hear under, over the radio, though, I hear, where's Nate's dad? <laughs> or No, he said, what's Nate's dad's name? That's what it was. And I, I heard him, and I got on the radio, and I said, should I come now? And he said, yeah. So, you know, it's pretty obvious where you're at because all you can hear is dogs in the woods. So I'm just hauling ass through those woods because <laughs> I don't want you guys to, I don't want you to shoot before I got there. I wanted to see I all I wasn't this. going to. I, <laughs> I asked him. I was like, hey, where's my dad at? He's like, I told him to stay in the truck. And the reason he thought that this bear was on the ground, right? he, he was 100% sure because he only had two dogs in. He now, two his dogs concern in. Well, he, don't, he wanted to get to his dogs. Before they got injured, yeah. He he said he was almost ninety five percent sure that those dogs were on the ground with this bear cornered, and that as soon as that bear saw us, it was going to take off, and we we're going to have to run back to the truck. And he didn't want you to have to run in, right, and then run back out because he knew it was going to be a long day. That's what he told me. Yep. He wanted to make us twenty somethings run through the marsh and sink up to our knees, and then we'll get back out and get you for the fun part. I wasn't going to shoot that bear unless you were there. <laughs> so I'm booking across there, trying to get to the. And then he, you giving your your phone to Ryan to, to film, right? Yeah. He was doing it, which was cool because then I have to do because then I could do it with my own phone. So we have two sets of. Uh, That's really cool. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff to look at. I'm excited to look at that years from now. You know what I mean? Like that. What is that freaking noise? <laughs> Some kind of interference. Yeah. Anyway, anybody want to add anything in about the haul-out? Just the haul-out was hellacious. It was very hard. Yeah, you three think of us, Karen, it was hard. Trying to push to drag a 200-whatever-pound bear and your foot goes deep. It's like, oh, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing to push on in here. Yeah, you think dragging a deer out is hard. You think you're out of shape when that happens a couple times a year. Bears turn to jello yeah. when they're done. I mean, they are just all the fat that are on them as they're, you know, packing on the pounds for winter, and they are just a big bag of jello. Yeah. And we're trying to get our three man sled dog team through yeah. a two foot wide trees. gap in a tree. It's like, well, this doesn't always work, but we we're got We're going them through out. muddy swamp. Oh, yeah. We're going up. It was not flat either, up and over hills. Yeah, the dog leashes double as a good bear dragging tool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like that. It's like that swamp that you, it looks somewhat firm, but you know as soon as you step in it, you're going to go to your knees. Yep. And that's what it was pretty much all the way out. And then you got, you know, you're hauling however many pounds behind you, and that just helps you go even deeper. You got about a half second per step before it's over the top of your butt, boot so you get out <laughs> quick. And Ryan carried the heart and the gun. Yeah, I was the, uh, <laughs> I got the easy job today. That was all right. That was definitely okay. But, uh, I got a good video of you guys dragging it out, too, so you have to take a look at that. Yeah. Here's what I love about hunting, okay? So here's a couple of guys. I bring my dad. You bring your buddy. And uh, here he brought, we he are. He brought his Sherpa. Huh? Unpaid <laughs> Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this is this is truly what it is about for me. Like, here we are, bunch of guys, same goals, same – I mean, we just hit it off. And we, we had a great time hunting together. It's probably Week's not over yet. Oh yeah. There's another hunter in camp that I think's gonna be doing some hunting and Yeah, he's been hunting baits the whole time, came up as a bait hunter and uh when all the guys that are dog hunting fill their tags and they can take the bait hunter out and run dogs as well if he wants. And from the sounds of it, he's all about that starting tomorrow morning. So yep. now that he's got four guys to drag bear out with him. <laughs> yeah, all the twenty somethings are here to yeah. pull all the weight around right. for him. It's a it's uh it, it almost felt like to me like unearned in a way like you know we're driving around in the truck and uh the dog's tree a bear and we go in there and we shoot it right it feels unearned but you, i give full credit to the dogs i mean it's not like anything that we did it's 100 percent the dogs it's the training that they've gone through and uh they, they're just completely relentless i mean this country is up and down and mucky and thick and swamp grass and cattails and these dogs just go over eight miles for four and a half hours just running at a minimum average of four and a half miles an hour yeah, i think we looked during your chase today and dirty was running over six constantly it's like unbelievable and that doesn't sound like they're going that fast for a dog you know you know dogs can be pretty quick but running through this type of thick stuff that is flying on a trail unbelievable yeah Hol- holding trail yeah and 
they're just cooking. It's it's remarkable. But I guess all I wanted to say about that is, is like, it just, as soon as I shot that bear, I went and rubbed those dogs down because they're like, that's their bear. And they mm-hmm. come over and they, you know, they get to check the bear out and they, they do their thing. And that's that's what it is for them. I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the event for them, and it's just really cool for me to see those dogs do what they do. And it, I just yeah, they're I, unbelievable athletes. They're very athletic, oh. smart. But that that bear today, we said cross the river at least four times trying to evade these dogs, and they they didn't lose him. So yeah, Brian had said that he was one hundred percent sure he went down the hill and looked around because where they saw him on the GPS when we went in initially. Um, they were they were baited up on the ground, maybe 20, 25 yards over that little little hill there. And um, by the time we got there, though, two dogs had treated a 250 to 300 pound bear. Unbelievable. Does anybody uh, want to close on anything? Any concluding thoughts? The week's not over yet. Say we, we might have updates to this with. If the other hunter Dave gets one, I mean, tell his story too. Yeah, he's out. So he came into camp early before the rest of us did. He got here Friday, and he was able to run dogs that morning with the guides. And uh, they treat a bear that was on land that we couldn't hunt, so they had to leave it, pull the dogs off. And then um, they never ended up treating another one after that. And like I said, he came here as a bait hunter, so he's been hunting baits the whole time, and his baits haven't been getting hit while he was there or anything. Um so he's out on a different bait right now tonight, and then starting tomorrow morning, he'll be running dogs and probably sitting on that bait that he's at tonight, tomorrow night, if he doesn't get one tonight or tomorrow morning or, you know, as the rest of the trip proceeds. So, so it was kind of funny with the cell phone cameras, and you know what bait he's at. Steve was watching him, gets a text from Dave, it's, hey, I'm going to get lunch or whatever. Bait's hit right after you left. I mean, it was a small bear, but he didn't know that when he went back out there. It's like, it was unfortunate. It was like three minutes after he left. He got the text at eleven twelve from Dave. Hey, I'm taking off to get lunch. And eleven fifteen, he had a picture of that little bear pushing the bait over. Did you did you say you went bear hunting before and sat over bait? Yeah, I have uh, up in Ontario. I did that was like probably four or five years ago. And you said you'd never do that again after doing this. Never not a chance this was so much more action-packed so much more fun you're involved the time goes faster and you know it's in Ontario it's the same thing as here you're in thick thick Mm -hmm. woods and they just have a little space cleared out where they have the bait and you know all you can see is the where I was sitting up there it's 20 yards max to the bait from the tree that I was in and it gets really old you know there's nothing to look at you don't have service to dink around on your phone or anything like that to pass the time and <laughs> you know it was a long four to five hour sit and that's that's too long for someone like me i need to have some more action so this is perfect uh, yeah you know we already have the deer cut up you mean in the, the bag bear. bear and we already have had the back straps cooked and tasted so how do you guys think about that Tasted pretty good, right? Oh, it was wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> it's the it has, first. A, has a greasy texture. It's like a, it's a very good flavor. Yeah. Very good. We didn't even try. <laughs> Threw it on, on the grill. grill. <laughs> That's cool. when it's best. Yeah. I don't know. How, how many pounds you guys imagine that you all got? Of meat? Hmm. I don't know. I don't really know what the, the yield is on a bear, if it's similar to a deer or if it's Obviously, it would be less meat than, probably less meat to maybe live or hanging weight ratio because of all the fat that's on it, and the hides are pretty thick. Got a good layer of blubber in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but um, another thing to mention, too, is we're both keeping the fat from our bears to render down to use for oil, for cooking, for cookies or pies or, you know, anything that you would substitute butter for, really. You can use this bear oil. It's or like bear a grease, whatever just like have. a coconut oil, like exact same look to it. You, f- you keep it somewhat cooled and it hardens up. You heat it up and it gets liquid. So, yeah, I never used it, but I've watched a bunch of things on it. Um, what's that guy's name? We listened to him on the way up his podcast, the Bear Hunting Magazine. Clay Newcomb. Clay Newcomb. He's the one who really got me interested in in doing that. So. Yeah, the first time I saw his name come across, I think it was on Meat Eater, actually. They interviewed him, and I looked into it, and, yeah, the Bear Hunting Magazine, it's 
it's huge. There's so much stuff around bear hunting that I never knew before. And a lot that I still don't know. Most uh, things I still don't know about it, but the amount of information that he puts out there for people just getting into it is extremely helpful. And how you can use stuff for different purposes, whether you're using the hide for a mount, a rug. Um, he actually made some bear chaps. If you have seen them, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just bear chaps. Yeah, they're they're interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know what I'd wear them for. Everything. <laughs> Going to work. Get your hog out chaps. on the road wearing <laughs> bear skin chaps instead of leather. <laughs> That'd be bad to the bone. <laughs> Far out. Uh, well, I do want to say it's been awesome getting to to know you guys and sharing the beers with you and oh yeah, cutting up bear and shooting the breeze and podcasting so mm-hmm. i'm glad we could do this so anybody want to conclude anything else concluding thoughts concluding th- thoughts throw the concluding thoughts out there anyone anything could be anything in the world so let's get this bear hunting over with so i can go kill some squirrels <laughs> <laughs> i did bring my, i brought a 22 we could go plank a few oh it's happening we're gonna go catch some salmon hopefully right before we go home i'm about that oh Let's talk coolers real quick. I want to talk about how we're getting this home, and then we're going to wrap this up. I got um, a Grizzly cooler. I'm really excited about it. It's um, how many quarts is that? 165 quarts. It's huge. You could fit a human in there. It's big. And uh, so we just we quartered this thing out. We threw it in the freezer, and we're going to throw it in on some ice. And whole. So from the research I've done. That, that one was my fault. How I do you know? know? I, adjust, I adjusted my mic and it started. That can't be you. You're fired. <laughs> what is that? It's never done that. You're good at editing, it right? It's like static electricity. I forgot what he was even talking about. Coolers. Coolers, yeah. Oh, yeah. Throwing this thing in the cooler. So it'll be frozen. I mean, from my research, this is what I'm really excited about. If you're going to be doing trips like this, you got to get a good cooler. And if it's frozen and you put it in ice or... or if you put in, um, what are the pellets of CO2? Oh, it's dry ice. Dry ice, yeah. Like usually liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Whatever it is. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Um, but that thing, I, I read that in that exact cooler that your meat would stay frozen for like literally two weeks. <laughs> you think that's right? If you're not opening it, you got all the time in the world, enough time to get home from the corner of Wisconsin up here. And we got about an eight-hour drive home, both of us, really. Yep. So just if you wanted to know that, because I, I would I would be asking myself how you get that thing home. That's my concluding thought. Dad, anything? I was just excited to be here. Witness that. It was awesome. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Dave? Yeah, same thing. I mean, I didn't get a tag. I didn't pay these guys. I just came along as a helper and to hang out and meet some cool people. 10-4. Ryan, you already had one. Well, I'll put another one out there. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready to render down some fat and get some bear grease. Hey. (laughs) Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in, and uh, maybe we'll do this again in bear hunting season 2021. Peace. Peace.